Welcome to The Thought Locker, a podcast that enables personal growth, particularly in the world of real estate, personal finance, and reducing our carbon footprint. I'm Andrew Duncan, and I believe positive individual change is the key to making the world a better place. Thanks for listening in today. I am joined by Ben Cartwright from Ray White, a highly sought after real estate salesperson from Wellington. And Ben, thank you so much for jumping in. I appreciate you taking the time to have a chat. Hey, looking forward to it. It's just, um, something to do. It's fun. So we are in alert level three right now. And uh, so you've been uh, operating for around about a week in this environment since we, since we moved down from alert level four. What's it like out there? It's, it's, it's really interesting. Um, you know, we obviously we weren't sure what to expect and given, given the amount of time we were, I guess, locked in our houses and, and in a, in a sense off work in a practical way. Yeah. We were, we were really excited to be able to, to get cracking again, but you know, we didn't know what, what to expect and how many people would actually be out there ready to go. As it turns out, everyone has been sitting at their front door waiting for uh, alert level three because we've been inundated with inquiries, uh, viewings, conversations and, and time. So it's been fantastic. Um, was that happening during one, the alert level four as well? Like were you getting lots of phone calls and emails? And... We have been getting um, not as many. I think, you know, we, we were getting inquiry through from time to time, but it wasn't the same at the, at the same level that it is now. So you're, you've got something like 14 listings on the market at the moment. So you, imagine you've got your finger on the pulse of what's been happening. And, and you were just saying previously that, that the inquiry has been picking up since we got into this alert level three period. The week, the week just been, we've had 21 viewings across, across a number of those properties. So, I mean, that's averaging out between Hayden and I, um, it's averaging out four viewings a day. Um, What's it like showing people through under these? It's, it's it's great and it's awkward. I think uh, the the two the two parts to it. It's awkward because I'm in gloves and a face mask, and I just I look really really unapproachable for the <laughs> for so the, for the better part. Someone. And it's 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 fun to see the looks on people's faces when they approach the front door. But I mean, we we are we have our guidelines where we we want to make sure that regardless of where on the spectrum you sit as to your level of concern. Um, we want to make sure that you feel comfortable when you come through, but come to the door. I am in full PPE and, and I will normally say, look, I'm not sick. Um, so please don't worry, but um, we do provide gloves, face masks, hand sanitizer and all that sort of thing for everyone as well, if they want it. Tricky um, with some of the houses that you market, you, you, you market a lot of properties in the northern and western suburbs, and some of those properties are 90, 100, 110 square metres, so it must be pretty hard to maintain social distancing in, in, you know, in a three-bedroom house. Yeah, I, I spend a lot of time in garages. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's sort of where I live now. But no, so yeah, so that, I mean, that's, that's, that's the awkward part, I suppose, but the, the great part about where we're at at the moment and something that became apparent pretty quickly is the absence of open homes creating the need for buyer appointment only gives us a far greater opportunity to have a, a real real connection with the customer at the property. 
um, we're spending more time having conversations about their needs and what they want, any questions they have about the property. And, and that, that tends to take a, a, a purchaser from, from interest to getting ready to put in an offer pretty quickly. Um, it's interesting sort of reviewing the amount of time that we'd spend listening to the phone ring on a Monday, trying to call everyone back from an open home and, and that time not really being that productive. Are you feeling like there's a, any trepidation amongst buyers that you speak to when you're at these appointments? Are people feeling nervous about taking those next steps and, and putting offers in? Look, it doesn't seem to be at the moment. Um, we've received four offers on, on various properties this week. So people are definitely ready to go. We've got, we've got deadlines closing on the 14th and that's, that's going to be the first, the first resolution of a campaign since, since level three. So that's going to be really interesting to look at the volume of offers that we get for both of those deadlines and, and whether, and how that compared to, to pre COVID-19. And if, I know it's early days yet, but do you feel like there's any change in people's expectations around price, whether it's buyers or sellers? I think there's definitely a conversation being had about it. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of, of talk in the media about the potential for the prices to go down. Um, at the moment, the, the evidence that we've gotten with offers, um, they are coming in within our appraisal range pre-COVID anyway. So that seems to be holding holding fine at the moment. I think if there's a dumping of stock onto the market or, or you know, a, all of a sudden a large increase of the amount of listings available, I think that's the that's the likelihood of, a, of something affecting the price. Yeah, I look forward to seeing what happens with these two deadlines anyway. That'll hopefully the, give us some indication of where the market's at. The supply side's the key, isn't it? And it's something that a lot of these articles that present really negative scenarios don't take into account. And, and anything could happen. So, so bearing all this in mind, any, any changes could happen. But New Zealanders don't tend to dump their properties on the market in a big rush. You know, if, if times get tough, we kind of batten down the hatches and stay put. And uh, we'll do anything to avoid having to go down the line of, of, of a forced sale. So. Uh, for the market to change drastically, you're going to need a big jump in, in supply. Yeah, I, I look back at when the last time I remember a market being balanced or or, or slightly towards a buyer a, a buyer's market, and at the time we were running anywhere between 1,300 and 1,500 listings in Wellington at any given time, and so the you know the options for a buyer were vast. At the moment, there's 504 listings in Wellington. So I think if you work that out on days on market, I think if, you know, if, if nothing else gets listed now, there'll be nothing available in 32 days. So yeah, we certainly don't have the supply to, to shift the market price downwards at the moment. Um, and as we've seen this week, there's definitely um, buyer interest and, and, and buyer activity. So I don't think, I especially don't think any, person thinking of selling now should really be concerned about if they go now, they're going to end up having to take a price reduction. Really good to know. Are you just on the, going back to the offers question, are you getting more conditional offers than, than before the, the lockdown occurred? I know it's still early days, but is your feeling that you're getting more sort of subject to sale offers or subject to long due diligence periods? Yeah, I mean, we haven't we haven't had an unconditional offer yet. So so yeah, all of our offers that have come in so far have been conditional. Um, we've got a couple of properties under offer now, subject to sale, which six months ago I would have said would never happen, um, given the given the um, 
the market. But yeah, pe- people are given that they haven't had a lot of time to do any real due diligence and sort themselves out, but they don't want to, we get the feeling that, you know, the, the buyer doesn't want to wait because they don't want to miss out. So they're, they're putting in their best, best conditional offer and, and that seems to be um, acceptable to vendors at the moment and, and they're working through them. So yeah, yeah, I would say, I would say something like if you're, if you're subject to sale or, you know, you need to do a little bit of extra work, don't let that be a barrier to offering because you very well may get the house. So nice to hear because for many years now it's been impossible to get, you know, an offer that's subject to sale accepted on most properties. And, and so that's probably quite encouraging for a lot of buyers to hear that they're not necessarily without a chance. They can still go and look and, and have that flexibility. What are some of the challenges you're, you're working with in this sort of environment? What, what's, are there, is there anything that's making it particularly challenging for you guys? It's a really good question. Um, we've actually seen the opposite. So all of the, I guess all of the challenges we had prior to this happening, where you know we're we're dealing with scrappy offers that have been faxed and scanned and emailed and and all sorts of things backwards and forwards a hundred times, becoming unlegible and things being missed and and you know that is now gone because we've got you know we're we're utilising software like DigiSigner where I can set up the, the, uh, the contract ready to sign. I can make sure there are, are fields in every spot that needs to be completed. So when a client, when a purchaser or a vendor gets that to sign, it walks them through it, they click a button, they add their initials or their signature. So it's, it's really useful and it's become a lot easier way to, to negotiate and, and, and sort out offers. That's been fantastic. Again, one-on-one buyer appointments have been fantastic because we are able to, to I guess, nurture that customer a little bit, a little bit closer and, and work with them more directly. Um, I, sometimes I find the open home scenario can be a little bit uh, impersonal at times. So, so that's been fantastic. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, this, yeah, the, the challenges don't exist um, as far as as far as everything goes. The only thing missing from the the packet that we used to have used to be able to offer as an open home. And I, I guess when people are back into the swing of life and they might not have as much ready time on their hands, then our current scenario might be challenging if we can't offer a, a bulk viewing on a Sunday. But as far as long as as long as people have time to book an appointment, we've got time to fulfill it. So yeah, it's been it's been really good. Yeah, but to provide a really high level of service, which is so cool. Uh, it, Traditionally in Wellington, you know, your open homes for a busy property can be 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 groups through and, you know, a 30 minute window. It's just impossible to have a, a decent conversation with anyone in that sort of environment. So what have the inquiry levels been like from sellers, from potential sellers? Have you, you know, we talked a little bit about that supply side before. Have you, have you had a flood of people calling you uh, early on in the process trying to get appraisals and, and, and wanting to go on the market soon? No. No, it's that that side of the business has been really quiet. Um, we have our first appraisal to, um, on Wednesday for a property, and that's and that's again that's someone looking to to possibly purchase a property and that might be subject to sale. And that yeah, that will be our first. We did one online appraisal during lockdown just just for someone who was kind of interested. So yeah, normally we're appraising four, five, six houses every week. So yeah, that that side has dropped. So I can't yeah, as an indicator. I can't see where this where a massive dumping of stocks going to come from, and 
and with interest rates low and mortgage holidays and things like that, I don't think that that desperate requirement for people to sell will 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 pop up immediately. And and I hope we hope that that never happens. But it sounds like you're probably dealing with people that are really genuine and, and, and absolutely want to move because of lifestyle changes and things they need to yeah. do. Our first new listing for for level three, they're moving down south. And that, that, that was their plan before COVID. They waited until afterwards and, and spent the time prepping their home for sale so that you know as soon as we could, they could go on the market. So I thought it might be fun to talk through both the selling side and the buying side and just consider if there's any advice or tips or things that people can do to improve their chances of success in this kind of new environment. And, and knowing that it's still early days right now, but just uh, from someone with their, very much their finger on the pulse, if, if someone's thinking of selling, what can they do to make your job easier to improve their chances of getting a good result at the moment, do you think? I think, you know, it, still the, the same things apply and, and really important is, is the way your house is presented. And that will always be number one and something that I think if, if you're being rushed to market or you're not sure what to do, that can often be missed. And, and you know, people... People want a house they really they, they want a house they can trust, or they want a house they can fall in love with. And so if you can make the visual appearance of your property suit whoever the market is that, that, it, that it will be targeted towards, that will get you a premium. That will make sure that your house sells really well. And we're, we're, we're here to advise on, on those sorts of things and can help with what can and what should and shouldn't be done. On the, on the other side of it at the moment, obviously there's, there's things that we can do to ensure that uh, a person who is at home and, and has a lot more time at home at the moment can engage with your property on many levels. So we, we've started uh, virtual open homes, which is simply a video walkthrough, but you know we're posting that on Facebook at a certain time. We're still running, I guess, open homes on a Sunday and it has a time slot. You can log on, watch the video. We're live online answering questions that anyone might have through the chat, which is quite useful because if, if there are a number of people on the chat, one person will ask a question and we'll answer it for 20 people. So it's, it's, it works out really well. So getting a video done is really useful. The Matterport technology with, you know, Doll's House virtual 3D walkthroughs. We rushed to get one of those done for every, uh, for every property we had on the market just before lockdown. And they've been fantastic. You can measure rooms, you can walk around, you, you know, do all sorts of things, plan your furniture. So, and, and that can often be a, a really useful tool after an appointment when someone's put it on their list yes, we like this house. And then they can play around with that to answer a few extra questions that they might've forgotten or missed. Especially under these new viewing restrictions that they haven't been able to show uh, mum and dad through or extended family that they would normally, you know, show or or, or share that experience with to get another set of eyes through it. We're able to actually show them that, that virtual tour and, and explain how the house works and what the flow is like. Absolutely. So, so information is really, really important. Make sure that you've you've ordered a limb, and and they seem to be coming back through again from council. So, you know, it's 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 just it's just getting yourself set up so people can people can engage quickly and then make a decision. Getting a good agent is always a good idea. <laughs> Absolutely. One thing uh, we were chatting about before we jumped on jumped on the recording was you know you're famous for helping people get their houses ready, whether it's with staging or minor paintwork and renovations and things you know you're, you're infamous for this um so that must be challenging how do you get houses staged in this sort of environment yeah it's it is, it is challenging uh 
we we ran into this on on Tuesday. We we needed to stage a house into Tahi Bay, and for the best part, the furniture that we've purchased and, and have at our disposal can all be carried by one person. But there are a few items that are that are heavier and bigger, and it, it came very apparent that I can't get the person that would normally help me to carry these things come and help. That's one of your bubble. team who's in a separate bubble it's, it's, right now. It's one of my team, separate bubble. The, the piece of furniture is definitely not two meters long. So, you know, we couldn't, we could, that just didn't work. So uh, an easy solution at that point was the vendors ended up going to the storage unit and picking it up. They were from the same bubble. There's two of them. So they, they went and got that particular piece of uh, furniture took it to the house, left, and then I sorted everything else out. So so that's it's not too bad, but yeah, just, just got to think your way around it sometimes. So with the same question as before, but with the buying side, is there anything that buyers can do to kind of increase their chances of finding the right home in this environment? Uh, anything they can do to make the whole process easier? I, th- I think if they, can, if they can get their hands or, or set themselves up with a little bit of technology, look, not every agent, I don't think we'll be using things like DigiSigner or, or have that have that in their arsenal. So if you're dealing with someone who just simply sends you a PDF, having some way to sign that digitally is really, really useful. Um, it would take a little bit of pressure off yourself and, and make that a little bit simpler. There's there's lots of free ones online. So yeah, there's there's lots of different different options for PDF editors and things that you can add signatures to. So sure I'm sure Andrew can post a, a link to lots of different options in regards to that. Look, that's, I think that's probably the, the one thing that if, if it's not sent to you in that format, that can be a little bit of a hassle if you want to put in an offer. Other than that, it's just, it's just be prepared to fall in love and make an offer. Don't, don't overthink it. If the, if the house is right for you and you, and you want it, put in an offer, seek advice from the agent. A really good question and always a good question to ask is, are you getting any other offers? You know, that's, that's the, I think that's the key piece of information that we need when, when offering on a property, because that's going to really define whether or not you're in competition and how far you have to push yourself. Once you've put in your offer, there might be some negotiation and you can deal with that. But, um, you know, in the, in the first instance, it's just about knowing where you stand. Knowing where you can stand and how you can buy that house. What's the, what's yeah. the time frame? How, how quick is the offer going to go to the owner? That's right. Yeah. There's a really good message there too. Like it's far important, far more important to buy the right house than to buy it at the right time. Uh, you know, no yeah. one, no one knows what's going to happen with the market or with prices. But if you need to move, if you find a home that you feel is right for you and your family, then then get stuck in within reason. Yeah, yeah. I think serviceability has got to be a more a, a, a larger focus than the actual purchase price. Yeah, yeah. It's the affordability if. If, if you're going to push yourself to a point where those mortgage repayments are sketchy, they're going to alter your lifestyle in a way that, that, that doesn't make you happy, then look, that's probably not the right decision. But if you can, if you can bridge, if you're sitting in stalemate in, a, in, in the middle of a negotiation and, and the actual difference in dollars isn't going to make those changes to your life, I would say just do it, get in the house and have, have a whole lot of fun. Absolutely. Good message. Mm. Hey, Ben, that really appreciate you sharing all that info. It's, uh, I think, going to be really helpful for people to have a, a little window into what's actually happening uh, in real estate. We talk about at the coalface. Uh, you know, often what, what you read on, on stuff and, and, you know, the Herald website can be a little bit different to what's actually happening when you're 
at these viewings and when you're talking to buyers and sellers. So I really appreciate you sharing all that. It sounds like you're busy. sounds like you're going good. Keep doing a great job. Yeah, thank you very much. 